So you are becoming more and more interested in veganism because of Ben. This seems like an identity struggle setup waiting to happen. Hi, Healthiest Friends, and welcome to the Healthiest Podcast, where we explore food and wellness in all their delicious complexity. I'm Amanda Shapiro, editorial director at Bon Appetit and founding editor of Healthiest, and today we're closing off our six-part series talking about food and relationships with writer, baker, and fellow food lover Zoe Denenberg. We recently published an essay from Zoe called Never Again Will I Go Vegan for a Man, about how in pursuit of a romantic connection, she stopped eating meat and dairy almost entirely. I found it so relatable. It's just part of being in a relationship that we don't really talk about a lot. And usually, from my experience, the person with the stricter diet tends to influence the other. So today we're going to get into all of that and more with Zoe, as well as Ben Weinberg, the man who Zoe tried going vegan for. Welcome to the podcast, both of you, and I am excited to get nosy. (laughs) Thanks for having us, Amanda. Great to be here. So if you haven't read Zoe's essay yet, here's a bit of background. Zoe and Ben went to the same college. They even had some mutual friends, but they actually didn't meet until they separately moved to Birmingham, Alabama for jobs after graduation. So tell us now about the first time you hung out one-on-one. How did that happen? We had talked a little bit about how much we both liked cooking. So Ben invited me over to his apartment downtown to cook. It was like this super beautiful Hold on. When, you were, when you're having this conversation, does Ben say he's vegan? His veganism was a running joke. It was one of the first things that I learned about Ben. I was like, you're actually vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did know that he was vegan. I did not know how we would cook together considering I was allergic to half of his diet. Okay, wait, what are you allergic to? So I'm allergic to nuts and sesame. All nuts. All nuts. And meanwhile, I put, like, I love hummus. I love uh, putting, like, za'atar is one of my favorite spices, which Zoe taught me has sesame in it. A lot of (laughs) seeds in that one. Yep. Yeah. But you were like, okay, we're going to do this together. We're going to hang out and we're going to cook. Yeah. And, like, Ben also did not tell me what we were going to cook beforehand. He just, like, called me and gave me a grocery list. It's also because I didn't know what we were going to cook beforehand until... (laughs) you know, three hours before we were going to hang out. <laughs> oh, Ben, I remember I got there and you had the recipes pulled up on your laptop. And I was like, oh, like we can like go off of this. And you're like, no, we have to do the recipe. When Ben has a recipe, he's very adamant about sticking to it, even though he's very chaotic in the kitchen. I feel yeah. you, Ben. I'm the same way. It's all or nothing, like recipe right. or <laughs> chaos. Well, the people who create the recipes put in so much work to test it to see what works better. That's why we like having you on the Bon Appetit podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But Zoe, I want to hear from your perspective, because you write about this really beautifully in the essay about this first dinner. What were your impressions? What did you think about Ben cooking with him that night? I remember that night so distinctly because I wrote about it almost immediately after I left Ben's apartment because I remember being like, I want to remember exactly what happened. But I remember I got there and Ben was rehydrating chickpeas in his Instant Pot. And he had just like released the steam and his glasses were like totally fogged over. And he was just completely unfazed by that. And I think like that was just so endearing to me. 
Oh, yeah. I'm picturing this, like, rom-com scene right now where, like, you walk in the door, his glasses are all foggy, and, like... He had also, like, sent me the code to get into his apartment, which that is super trusting of you. You should not send me your apartment code. It's a bad habit. We don't know each other that well. (laughs) So we were apparently making chickpeas. I had never had chickpeas before. I was kind of afraid to admit that I had never had a chickpea because I didn't really want to seem lame. But I told him, and he's like, oh, well, just try one. And I was like, okay. So he just picked a little chickpea out of the pot and handed it to me, and I tasted it. And I was like, oh, that was honestly a pretty transformative moment for me because now I eat chickpeas almost every day. And I think it just took someone who was super open about everything and didn't seem like he had any expectations of me. Yeah. Then I remember leveled a teaspoon of salt with a butter knife. And I was like, what are you doing, boy? Like, you cannot level a teaspoon of salt. Why? Because it's too precise? Thank yeah, you, Yeah, he, he was like... <laughs> so you're, you're talking to the wrong person about this, but I hear you. Well, hear you, you know what? I'm sure someone listening <laughs> will support me in that salt teaspoon should not be leveled. <laughs> yeah, it just grab a big pinch, I know. Yeah, exactly. He's like, it doesn't say one-ish teaspoon. <laughs> There was also something that I didn't realize until much later in our relationship, Zoe, is that that was like your first time cooking. That like you didn't really, because you didn't really cook before we met, right? Yeah. So I'd been like trying things out a little bit on my own, but I didn't really know how to cook yet. I really learned how to cook through my friendship with Ben. And beyond just the cooking, this first dinner turned out to be a pretty big turning point in your friendship with Ben. In your essay, Zoe, you describe it perfectly. You write, I looked at him in his half-unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt, and the whole thing just felt unbelievable. Not untruthful, but extraordinary. He felt extraordinary. I mean, I feel like you're hinting at it, but Zoe, you definitely had a crush on Ben. Yeah. Okay, let's just take a break here. And when we come back, we'll find out what happens when Zoe opens up to Ben about her feelings and how her diet starts to change, too. So, Ben, were you single at the time that Zoe was telling you about these feelings she had for you? I was single at the time. Okay. At the beginning of our friendship, I was always a little bit curious about, like, oh, maybe this could be something more just because of the crazy similarities that we had. And then around a month into our friendship, I was like, oh, like, maybe there's something going on here. And I asked him about it because we've always talked very openly about our friendship. Ben, what did you think when Zoe first asked you the question? Was it a clear response for you so i think the first the first time that we talked about it it was my first time to zoe's apartment and i think actually the question was are these hangouts that we've been having are we going on dates or are we just like hanging out as friends and i had actually just had an experience with a another female friend where we had been friends for a while and had decided to like try going out on a date and it kind of made our friendship weird. So I think that was the backdrop to that initial conversation where interesting. I was like, I, you know, I really care about this friendship and I don't want to see it kind of go south like that, that other friendship. In this interim, as you continue hanging out as friends, Zoe, this is when sort of 
the meat, no pun intended, of your essay happens, which is about your identity shift that happens while you are becoming closer to Ben and cooking more with Ben, who is vegan, and you're starting to also eat vegan, both with Ben, but also on your own. So what was that about? And what were you thinking along the way when that was happening? I think one of the things that I really liked about it was that he was so easygoing about it. He really focused on making everything from scratch, which was an idea that I came to love a lot. Like I started baking my own sourdough. I started like making ricotta from scratch at one point. So Wait, I was really out of into- tofu though, right? <laughs> yeah, I did make silken tofu ricotta. <laughs> so you're becoming more and more interested in veganism because of Ben. In your essay, you write, we were close, but I wanted to be closer. He was passionate about veganism. Why couldn't I be too? Zoe, it sounds like you're having a real identity struggle here. Yeah, I don't know. I loved the idea of eating plant-based. And I would always, my roommates would make fun of me because I would say things like, I just love a label. Like, I really (laughs) wanted to label myself something. And I saw it as like a pride thing. Like, oh, yes, I'm vegetarian. I'm vegan. I called myself half vegan all the time, which doesn't make any sense. That's like a non-label label. Not vegan. Like, I just ate dairy. (laughs) Right. But Ben was always super accepting of that. Like, I remember on Passover last year, I was home with my family. And like, I posted this photo of a steak on Instagram. And the caption said, like, me yesterday. I'm mostly plant-based. Me today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Ben was Ben commented and was like, half veganism is better than no veganism at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ben, you are kind of the perfect person to entree Zoe into this world because you have a pretty flexible mindset, but still it seems like Zoe, it was more about your personality and wanting to kind of get closer to Ben in this way that led you to kind of even be more into it or stricter than Ben even ever wanted you to be. It was, seems like it was coming more from you. Oh, absolutely. Like, I took it way too seriously. (laughs) So let's get to the point at which, Zoe, you very bravely, I have to say, approached Ben again about having feelings for him. Yeah. These two conversations were exactly a year apart. Okay. So I had just kind of been thinking more about the idea of how nice it would be to have a relationship And as I was getting a little bit older, a lot of my friends and my roommates were getting into these serious relationships. And everyone always says, like, Birmingham is so much better when you have a partner. I did not think that I could find someone I was compatible with here. Yeah. And then here was Ben, who was, like, so similar to me in so many ways. We got along so well. We were already so close. And whenever I had told my friends, like, oh, yeah, me and Ben, like, we're really great friends, everyone was like, okay, Zoe, like, sure. (laughs) Like, give me that little, like, look that was like, we know that there's something else going on there. Right. But when you did go to him, what did you say the second time? How did you phrase it? We cooked together first. So Ben makes homemade veggie broth. I'm not surprised. It's so good. And then? (laughs) I was really nervous. I had, like, told all my coworkers that I was going to finally tell Ben how I felt about him. And we had this conversation. I was like, the, the thing that I said to him was I feel like you make me a better person and you make me a better version of myself. Um, You make me want to be a better person. Wow. And how did that relate to 
your veganism or lack thereof? I mean, I was half vegan for like almost a year. I feel like there was only one week where I was solidly vegan. And at the end of the week, I was literally sick because I had eaten so many chickpeas. Right. So I, yeah, I think afterwards I kind of realized that veganism wasn't a part of my identity and that was not something that I wanted for myself. So Ben, what did you think when Zoe came to you a second time and told you she was still having feelings for you? What was your, what was your thought then? That's a good question. I remembered us having the initial conversation and kind of deciding to be friends. And I thought about it and also had the, the same realization in the moment that I, I thought we were better off as, as friends. But it's, so it's, it's interesting hearing you describe the coming to the realization that being like half vegan wasn't for you. And I think that food is such a important way to approach living life for yourself because it is so habit-based. We eat based on what we grew up eating and what the people around us eat. And thinking critically about how the food that you eat is connected to the type of person you want to be and how you want to relate to the people around you, which I feel like, Zoe, I've, I've seen you do in the pursuits that you're now going through. After we had that conversation and after Ben started dating someone else, I was kind of like, I don't need to change anything about myself to be friends with Ben. Like Ben likes me for who I am. And if he didn't, he wouldn't have stuck around for this long. And maybe I would have lost him after I kind of gave up on veganism, but I didn't. So that's good. (laughs) But that I feel like is the script that we're taught to follow is that guys and girls who are really close friends like always fall in love in the movies and that's just how it is and it wasn't until kind of after me and Ben went through this whole journey together that I was like wait I think we are really meant to be platonic friends that is the only way that we're going to stay in each other's lives for as long as I want him to be in my life and that's what I care about the most. Wow you both have such evolved attitudes about this situation I'm really impressed so Before I let you go, what's next for the both of you? I'm back home in Baltimore, and my girlfriend, Regan, and myself are driving across the country. We built a camper in my Jeep, and we're working remote from different cities along the way with the ultimate goal of moving out to Hawaii. Oh, my God. What an amazing series of adventures. How about you, Zoe? I am also moving to Hawaii. (laughs) separate from Ben. What? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm moving to Maui. Um, Ben's moving to Oahu, a different island. But yeah, we literally independently made plans to move to Hawaii. I'm going to (laughs) be working at a bakery on a farm, kind of commune lifestyle. (laughs) That's great. So you guys are just like a plane hop or a very long swim away from each other. Such a coincidence. Um, But thank you both for sharing your stories today. And I wish you both the best of luck. Thanks Thanks for for having us. What we eat is an incredibly personal choice. Yet sharing a meal is so core to our relationships, romantic or otherwise. It can be a tricky negotiation, even without the kinds of dietary restrictions and allergies that Zoe and Ben were dealing with. Zoe and Ben's story is a testament to our ability to adapt to each other, but also to set boundaries. 
And I think it's a reminder that trying to change yourself for someone else's idea of health is pretty much never a good idea. And I can't think of a better takeaway for this healthiest series than that. Thank you to our guests, Zoe Denenberg and Ben Weinberg. To read Zoe's full essay about her on-again, off-again relationship with veganism, check out the link in our show notes. And to follow Zoe's other writing and baking adventures, check out her Instagram at whatzoecooking. If you loved the show, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us keep putting out the good vibes. And you can follow Healthyish on all the social platforms at healthy underscore ish, or just visit bonapetit.com for more. The Healthyish podcast is produced by Bon Appetit in partnership with Pod People. Vishnu Vallabhanami is our senior producer, and Morgan Foose is our associate producer. This episode was engineered by Trey Booty, and our theme song is by Particle House. A huge thank you to the Pod People production team of Matt Sab and Madison Lusby. From Bon Appetit, June Kim and myself provided editorial direction for the episode. Special thanks to Julie Shen, Ginny Bloom, and Nico Steele. I'm your host, Amanda Shapiro. Thanks for listening, and keep an eye on the Bon Appetit podcast feed because we're cooking up something really exciting for later this summer.